our third, our second leg of our 90 days, we are going to now go into um, pairing you with members of the church so that you will be able to, you know, intimate with some people and call them, you know, so that when there is meeting, you make sure you follow them up to come. Now, we came back from Germany on Friday with great testimonies. I shared that in the morning with the people in the morning service. And a lot of opportunities for all of you who are in business from the German government and from Nigerian government. And I told them that um, I'll be holding a few meetings with you. I share those of you who are in business and who are professionals, those of you who have your own uh, business and uh, you know, those of you who are professionals in various areas. We will hold the meeting before the end of the year. But this trip to Germany was very highly successful. Very highly successful. Some of you, you know, there's a request from the High Commissioner of, of Nigeria in Germany for some of you who will be willing and who are within that capacity to go with a, a trade team of Germans and Nigerians into Nigeria to start the German-Nigerian Chambers of Commerce. And that trip will be in the month of May. Of course, in February, a team of us also will be going with the Minister of um, Trade and Industry of UK on a tour with other investors in the UK to visit the Nigerian government. And I said it that anything that uh, comes to us, either in the Cameroon, with the Cameroon government, or Sierra Leone government, or Nigerian government, or American government and stuff, or German government, every one of you in this house, it doesn't matter what your, your country is, <clears throat> you can access those privileges. If a church does not affect the whole person of a man, it's not a church. A church is supposed to transform you spiritually and also affect you financially and affect you family-wise. And this is what we are all about in this, in this place. But the trip was very great. We had a lot of testimonies of people healed and all stuff like that. But um, on Friday, this coming Friday, I'll be sharing with you more. God told me about this house. Amen. A rain is about to fall upon Christ's tabernacle that will distinct you in the nations of this world. And God revealed to me, many people who profess to serve God will look at you as a standard for the measure of those who seek the face of God. Because God had revealed this to me, the Lord told me to start a program with you, which will take 90 days. Why am I taking you through this program? A religion that does not affect your life is a waste of life. If you belong to an organization, you, have, you enjoy the privileges of the organization, isn't it? So, if you profess to be a Christian and you cannot enjoy the privileges of Christ, that's a problem. Now, this is the position. Everyone that is born again 
wants to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The Bible tells us in the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 29. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be what? Conformed to what? General headquarters. <clears throat> Shall we together? I want to go. For those God So therefore, to be a Christian is not to go to church. From the day you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God gives you a capacity. That capacity, all abilities that you need to turn you into what Jesus Christ is. This is what the scripture is saying, literally. There is no interpretation. For those whom God foreknew, he has also predestined <clears throat> to be conformed to the likeness of his son, Jesus Christ. So that Jesus might be the firstborn among many brothers. So, listen to me therefore. From the day you said yes to Jesus, all the capacity of Jesus Christ has been given to you. Amen. Okay. The reason why you go to church is for somebody who has gone ahead of you in God. To help you understand how you can turn those abilities loose. So that you can begin on a gradual basis to be transformed. What about this season? I told them in first and second services. What do you expect to achieve in these 90 days? Which today is the 13th day. You expect to hear God clear, distinctly. The voice of God, and you expect to see vision. So that the realm of the Spirit to you is not a taboo. The privileges that Jesus enjoyed with God, you can begin to enter into them. That is the purpose for our 90 days. Let me say this to you. I have a sure word from God. That the things that God has been doing with me, the Lord told me he wants to do it with everyone. Amen. But the Lord said I should teach you <clears throat> what is behind it. And I will tell you several things that the Bible says a Christian can do. And you can see to the realm of the Spirit. You can hear the voice of God audibly. Among you, if you look at the prophecy of this year, I said they should play to you on the 31st. When we began this year, God began to speak through me on the pulpit. And God began to tell you the things that were happening in different parts of the world. Among the things that God said was that Nigeria, the former president of Nigeria, he had removed him. And he had replaced him with a new person who will come. And one of the things God said about Nigeria is that Nigeria, that man who will come, what he will do for four years... The first year that the man will talk about peace, he will call everybody and say, look, what you have taken, just put it down. No problem. But second year, he will begin to take them by law. Okay? And that many people who are stolen from Nigeria will cough it out. God said that. 
God said that he will expose people publicly and some religious leaders, Christian religious leaders, their names will be out publicly while they will publish their accounts where money went into them. And God said that then the religious leaders will begin to say that it is a Muslim agenda and I will champion the herald in Nigeria to let them know that this is what God has said. Because judgment will begin in the household of faith. Then the Lord told us that for us to understand that this month January there will be a strike in Paris. It will spread to the hook, the hook of Holland. It will get to the boundary of Germany. And it says it will not enter into Germany. This was 1st of January. God said all these things. And then God told us about other nations, told us about UK address. But three days after, the first strike in Paris happened. And God said that Paris shall not be free to the end of the year. Because they, they decided to ignore Christ. Jesus said to us here that he will allow their enemies to travel over them, to triumph over them. They will have no solution. Even the, the decision of Paris of yesterday, I was telling them before I came down, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a fake. Natural disaster will increase next year. Natural disaster is not because of uh, 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 um, carbon emission. No, 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 no. It's because of sin. Jesus said it in Matthew 24. And it says that when they come together to sign peaceful agreement, then disaster will come upon them like a woman in childbirth. So next year, God will open heavens upon those who believe in him, but there will be a lot of judgment. I'm saying this because I want you to understand and to appreciate the efficacy of hearing God distinct. While I was, um, I tell you this, and then we'll go into the several things. While I was, um, many years ago in this country, while I, after we had uh, Pastor Elizabeth, and that was 1990, I think. And we had uh, Brother Samuel. <clears throat> My wife said, you know, I've had enough, you know, kids. And for me, I don't have any, you know, decision about number of children. If the woman who carries them says, that's it, that's it. But after Brother Samuel, a year and a, I know, two years after, the Lord Jesus appeared to me and took me to heaven. And he said to me that he wants to call all my children to be born on earth and show me. So he called Elizabeth and Pastor Elizabeth was coming out. When I looked at her, I was able to know the career she will follow on earth, what she will attain, the height she will attain in that field. I was able to see the unction of God upon her and her calling. And I said, Lord, this is the one that will take after me. The Lord said, no, she passed. She passed. The Lord said, Samuel, come forth. And Samuel came out. I was able to know the same thing. What career he will follow. The height he will attain on earth. Wealth he will have. Everything that he will have. And the unction of God upon him. I said, this is the one. And the Lord said, no. Then the Lord said, Sifas, come forth. We have not conceived him. Okay, and Cephas came up as he is today. I saw him. I can tell you that all spirits of man have been created and they are with God. 
It's not the day you were conceived, you were made. God is the God of the spirits. When the time comes for you to come, He commands you as a spirit to go into that womb. And that's how you are conceived. Because I saw my unborn child, grown up man, two years before he was born. But when he came out, I was able to see everything about his calling. The unction upon him. And he was passing by. And I was not, I needed not to ask the Lord. And while he was passing, the Lord was speaking about him. And he said to me that this is the one that will carry your mantle. I said, what career will he do? And God said to me, anything you choose for him. He said, I did not send him to the world to be a career person. I sent him to the world to preach the gospel. But whatever you choose for him, he will do. So he passed. And then I woke my wife up and told my wife, this is the vision I had. I announced it in the church at the time. Uh, Pastor Tijani was there in those days when I spoke about it. I, I think, have you joined the church at the time? Pastor Sidney was there. Pastor Sidney's wife was there. I think, uh, Dickness, you were there. And I announced about his conception. For the, when my wife conceived him, some people came to me and said that, what about if he's a woman? I said to them, it's impossible. Some of you are still in that position. And when God speaks, you still have a mind that maybe it may not be like that. Within these 90 days, it will be cleared. Amen. Christianity is not a religion. It is the way of life of God implanted into man. One of the things that hurts God a lot today is the inability of his children to manifest the word. If you look at each one of them, what God said about my daughter, that's what she is. What God said about my son, that's what he is. And Brasifas, I decided I should do architecture. And because I love Pastor Billy, Pastor Billy was an architect. When Pastor Billy would join me, he was a very young man, you know. Yeah, probably his early 20s. He was not probably, he was in the surgery. And I sat him down. What did you study? He said, architecture. For six years, I said, okay, forget it. Go and do construction management here. Each one of those that are your leaders now, who I raised, I told each one what course to do. Pastor Billy ended up becoming a director of one of the biggest housing corporations in this country. So, he was architect at the time. I said, okay, I don't want my son to be a lance of your and a mapping scientist. Let him be an architect. But if you look at now, he's finished his first degree in architecture. He's doing his riba. He's, fin- he's finishing his second year. Architecture takes six years to be a chartered architect. And by the other year, he will finish it. But I'm saying this to you because you who have not married, if you follow what I'm telling you, you can see the one that you will marry before you see them physically. You can know all the children you will give back to another and what their career will be. When you are able to tell a child the career he will become on earth, it makes a difference for them. No one can hinder them. If you are able to tell the future of your child to your child and he grows up to see it manifest, that child cannot depart from God. That child will love to be like you. He will love to hear like you. 
I attain this because my father heard God's voice audibly. And when he hears and he speaks, those things happen to time. So, those of you who are yet to marry, you can get into the boat. If you have been married and you are having children, you can also get into the boat. Because God can reveal to you about your children. He can reveal to you about yourself. He can reveal to you things that you don't know. Because the archives of your life is in His hands. So, as it is good for the unmarried, it is also good for the married, even if you are a grandfather. It can reveal to you about your grandchildren. Or your great-grandchildren. With God, there is no age. With Christianity, there is no age. Everyone born of God is predestined to become like Jesus. Jesus had the voice of the Father. You should hear the voice of the Father. And you will hear it. What are the things that you can do? And those of you who are young, I've told you before I went to Germany, when I was at the age of nine, Jesus appeared to me. <clears throat> From the age of nine, God was revealing to me about elders, what's happened in their private life. And I would tell my dad, and my dad would call the elders and say, tell them what you saw. Why was God not revealed to the elders? That he was revealing to me. You had my witnesses about all the things God had done. In this house. Now it is your time. Amen. In this season that we are entering to from New Year, the spindle is changing. God is visiting His people. Amen. And the heart of God's people have to be right. And this is the reason why I'm teaching you what I'm teaching you. Seven things that you need to do for you to be able to hear God clearly. And see. Now, before we go to the seven things, you know, the church of God over the years, there are many people who are Christians and they have had much teaching about demons and devil. And they don't know much about Jesus. That is one of the recipes for disaster. So people fear what they had, they don't fear what they do not have here. So because they've taught them so much about the devil and all the things they taught them about the devil is a lie. Because the people who teach about devil themselves don't know the devil. I was born in a Satan family. When I talk about devil, I know what I'm talking about. And yet, because I'm a servant of Jesus Christ, you will not hear me glorify the devil because it's nothing to be glorified. And many have heard about the devil. And because those who come to know about Christ have not been really taught about Christ, a lot of people all over the globe do not know who Jesus is. And that hampers their ability to manifest God. For you, know this. There is no Satan under heaven that can touch anyone who is in Christ Jesus. Isaiah 54 verse 17 applies. No weapon forged against you what? And everything that is against you in judgment shall be. This is the heritage of those who fear the Lord. And their vindication from him says the Lord. Know that for sure. And what we are driving into now is into Christ. So it's deeper we go into Christ and see what Christ did to merit what he had with God. And we now begin to follow the full steps. Some of the things I will say, 
you are doing them. And those things that I say that you are doing, you continue to do them. That tells you that you are on the right path. Some other things I will say, you are not doing them yet, then you decide to start doing it. Alright? Some of the things I will say, you have been doing them, but not effectively. And those ones, you will now put more effort to make, make them effective. Are we together now? So let's go to the seven things. The first thing is that your attitude towards prayer must change. Our attitude towards prayer must change. We must pray like Jesus. If you want to write that down, you can. Our attitude towards prayer must change. Number two, our attitude towards God must change. I've told you in this house, whenever you're coming to church, always come with writing pad or iPad or iPhone. You know, if you don't have iPad, you go and get one. Because the world is moving too fast. Yeah. Attitude towards God. Number three, our attitude towards sin. Our attitude towards sin. Number four, our attitude towards one another. What they will have done in that, your projector section, is to have written all those things, the seven points, so that you are showing them now. You tell them, when I teach in the morning like that, yeah, put it there. Attitude, that's good. Towards one another. Number five, you must imitate Christ and follow his footsteps. So you guys in the uh, acetate, you have gone bazooka. You have gone ahead of us. And number seven, number six, be imitators of Christ. No, six is be imitators of God, not of Christ. Of God. So change that Christ to God. Alright? Number five is imitate Christ. That is imitators of Christ. And follow his footsteps. Number six is imitators of God. And I told you that I will show you the difference between, you know, what you imitate in Christ and what you imitate in God. You know, God is spirit. Hallelujah, somebody. Alright, so the attributes of spirit is different from the attributes of man. Because Jesus became a living man. So there are still different, different, different things in the Father and the Son that the Bible commands Christians to imitate. We get it now? Number seven, always be heavenly minded. That is to change your mindset. Then I will talk to you about this. We will complete this by, this seven steps by next week. Then I will teach you about the warnings. Warning for those who believe in Jesus. (laughs) What can hinder your prayer that you shouldn't do? And it hinders prayer. Why God does not answer the prayer of everybody? God does not answer the prayer of everybody. Then we look at self-control. We look at clear-mindedness. 
we look at resisting the devil and standing firm against him, then don't give the devil a foothold in your life. Then the last thing we look at is why, no, it's uh, your duty now that you are a disciple. So today I will teach only the two. The first one is our attitude to prayer. Say my attitude to prayer. How should Christians pray? Look at the book of Philip, uh, Hebrew 5, 7. It says, during the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with what? Come on, put it there. Shall we do it together? During the days. How did Jesus pray? He says Jesus in his days on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with what? And what? Many times when they tell you to pray, you know, some people are praying and they are crying, they are, they are you know, speaking to God from their heart and you are there. That's why those prayers are not answered. Because, you see, God doesn't joke. When it comes to his precepts. God does not respect man. When it comes to his statutes. Imagine. God called Moses. In Exodus 3. And promised Moses. You will lead these people to Canaan. That is destiny. Okay. Read chapter 3 of, um, of Matthew. Of um, Exodus. The Bible says that. When he led them after performing all the miraculous signs and wonders in Egypt and he led them through the desert, they came to a place where he went to the mountain to collect the, the Ten Commandments. God in his handwriting carved the rock and wrote with his handwriting so that today there will not be dispute about whether God is or not. If those tablets of stone were still active today, all this confusion all over the world whether Jesus is the only way would not be you know, it will be at least reduced. Because we can see the handwriting of God himself. And Moses said, God said to him that, you know, um, you know, the people that, you know, you know, you came here for have rejected. And God said, I will reject them. And he begged God, don't. Okay? Please, God, blot my name out. Or leave them. So God said, I will not do that. He said they will not see the Canaan. They will not enter therein. God said, okay, I will not kill them altogether, but one by one I will kill them. They will not enter. And Moses came, and when he got down from the mountain, he saw these people with, you know, the, the you know, um, golden calf. And Moses got angry. And he took the Ten Commandments that God, you know, Carved with his hand, and he threw his anger, and he hit the calf, and engulfed in fire into pieces. Forty days without food and water, he destroyed it with anger. And when he finished, God said that Moses, 
My ordination is that you will lead them to Canaan, but you will not enter in the place. God didn't change his mind. God just told him that because of your act of anger, you have destroyed your destiny. And when the time came for Moses to die, okay, God took him to the mountain and said, look at the land. And after he looked at the land, he said, walk this way. His grave was not found on earth. Angels took his body, dead body to heaven. But God loved him so much. He called him the meekest man. But because Moses disobeyed the rules of God, God is not a respecter of anybody. He lost destiny. And the same thing, many Christians are victims of God today. Unless you understand. When, if we want to see God that Jesus saw, we want to hear God that Jesus had, we want to operate in the power that was in Christ Jesus, we have to emulate him the way he prays. Anything that does not move you, does not move God. See, the, when you see some Christians on this trip to Germany, somebody picked me on his car, and I saw this rosary on the... I said, what is this for? He said that, oh, I just bought the car. I said, just destroy it. Rosary came from my door. You don't know. He is an idol. Prostry is not in the Bible. It is the practice of the Greek God. Okay? For those who believe in Jesus, the Bible says God gave us one name. What is the name? If you pray to Mary, you are not praying to the Mary who gave birth to Jesus. There is a spirit we call Semiramis. In Western magic, if you go and buy a magic book, you will find it in there. How there? That spirit is the spirit of a woman God who had a son who was said to be the wife of the male God. So when Greeks, they, the Romans worshipped these gods, and when they discovered, Zeus and the rest of them, that the story of Jesus Christ about the father and the son, they now they embalmed, you know, took the Christianity, but after Paul died and the rest of them, they now started introducing this idol worshiping into Christianity. That is why reason why today some people take that thing and they do it like they they count it and they are praying to Mary. Anywhere you mention Mary in prayer is a demon that answers. I can't tell anybody on this. I came from the background. <laughs> I was together now. That's the reason why the Bible did not leave you with any other name to pray with, but the name of Jesus. That's the reason why also <clears throat> nobody can perform miracle in the name of Muhammad, in the name of any religious leader. Nobody can pray for the blind to see or the lame to walk, but only in the name of Jesus Christ. Are we together now? So what I'm saying to you, therefore, if we want to experience Christ, we have to pray like him. The man who wrote this piece of Hebrew, how did he come to know about it? Sometime he'll be hearing, Oh, Father! 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 From afar. Trace it where to the mountain. Who is he? It's Jesus on his knees, weeping like a baby, and crying to the Father. 
The book of Luke tells us in chapter 6, Jesus was praying for his disciples and he prayed till morning for his disciples. With, with tears. He offered prayers with tears. Not just in Gethsemane. He, was, he would go to the woods and pray. How would you know Jesus? You'll be hearing a cry from the wilderness. A cry from the heart. Many Christians cry when they have problems. That cannot bring help for you. You are crying for problem, not for God. But when you have an issue and you go to God and say, Lord, help me, then He hears you. But if you are crying and saying that, why this problem, why me, Lord? It will never be hard on high. Because you are crying for problem, not to God. Believers ought to cry to God. I just came from the broadcast now, live in the cathedral. That program was live, and it will be going on television. When I begin to share the second part, I will, I will stop with you. I was overwhelmed with tears. Because of the practices that is going on in the world. <laughs> we will talk about that in a minute. May you never be a man that will give your hand to others to kiss, believing that they are contacting God. That is Satanism. Satanism. Satan. I will show you in the next lecture. I will stop there. Pray like Jesus prayed. You know, what doesn't move you cannot move God. Okay? If you are a child in the house and you are saying, Mommy, Mommy, you know, Mommy doesn't answer you. Because she knows you are not serious. Isn't it? She knows that kind of mommy cry that doesn't mean anything. But if you say, Mommy! She will jump from wherever she is looking for you. Because she knows that that is a cry for rescue. Same thing with God. One day, I'll stop with this. One day the Lord, no, 2007, the Lord took me to heaven. And I shared this with you. Uh, Elder Akoti will remember this. When the Lord took me to heaven, he brought before me an elder who committed adultery. And myself and the elder were kneeling down and praying God for mercy. He was praying that God please forgive me. And we was praying, you know, you know, all this customized kind of prayer, you know. Psychedelic prayer. Lord Jesus, please, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And the Lord turned away from him. When the Lord turned away from me and he was walking away, I felt so terrified. I fell on my bed to the ground and screamed, Lord, please don't go! Please don't go! Lord, please don't go! And I was weeping. Because if the Lord walks away from a man, you are gone. Devil will mess up a life. It doesn't cost devil one second. Look at what he did to Job. Few, just within 24 hours, everything Job stood forever in life, gone. Gone. That is how, how evil the devil is when God withdraws his protection. And as I was weeping and crying, Jesus was walking away and suddenly I saw that my cry became like a chain and went out of me and coiled around his leg, his right leg. And he wanted to move, he couldn't move again. Then he stopped and he turned back towards me and walked to me and when he got to me and the elder, he said to me, he said, look at the way you are praying. 
compare with the way he is praying. You want help? And you don't know that help doesn't come when a man shuts his mouth. You don't understand that help will come to a man who cries for it. Or do you feel proud or big to open your mouth and talk to your maker? Consider it. How sensible that is. Then you go and cry outside over nothing. Over what cannot help you. If you had cried to the one who created your tears, he would have had you. It was in that encounter the Lord told me, go tell my people on earth. And that is how I knew I was in heaven. He said, tell them, if anybody will pray to me in this way you have prayed, he said to me, it is impossible for me not to answer. And I quote the Lord, when we see him in glory, he will testify that what I'm saying to you is true and trustworthy. Satan is seeking after your body, health. Seeking after your mind. To toss you and make you mess you up. Seeking after your marriage. Seeking after your business. Seeking after your children, your grandchildren. Devil has come, John 10, 10 to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Jesus says so. If he cannot steal from you, if he cannot destroy you, he will try to kill you. If he cannot kill you, he will try to steal from you. And the Bible tells in the book of Peter, resist him firmly by faith in your prayer. Don't go before God and play what is not God to God. You are lovely dust. You see, as we look so handsome and beautiful, let the life go out of us. We are maggots. We are maggots instantly. From the time a man dies, he starts to decompose. He's straight away. Straight away. And you see the composition of body to maggots does not respect queen or pope or president of nations or millionaire or a poor man. Same thing. So then why can't we learn from Christ that when we go to God, we must reverence God. And when we talk to God, we must be serious. We must cry to Him. It is not a sign of weakness to cry to God. It is a sign of strength. I told you, if you watch my program in the next two weeks, you will find me on the television crying for, for ministers of God all over the world. For atrocities they are doing. Just in the cathedral right now. I couldn't preach any longer. I couldn't preach any longer. You cried to God. Satan doesn't want you and I to do so. If we do it, he hears. He can change every decision on earth. Instead of burning your enemy and praying over your enemy, seek help from heaven. I will look up to the hilltop, from hence my help shall come. My help shall come from the Lord, the maker of heaven. Instead of looking for the reason why you have problem, leave the reason alone. Knowing the reason does not solve the problem. Cry unto God. Lord, this has happened to me. This is the position I am. I hate it. I don't like it. This is what I want. This is what the Bible says. Then you are talking to God. Then you are asking God. Then you have the legal rights for God to act on your behalf. And you must not waver when you are talking to God. Don't pray for something and, and behave contrary to your prayer. Are we together? You are praying for distinction and you are not reading. 
it doesn't work. Because it is what you read, God can bless. And what you read, God can bring it back to your memory so that you can have the distinction you're looking for. Alright? When you're asking God for good success as a student, others are playing, going about, and messing about the time. And you don't recognize that every time that you're supposed to read and you went away with friends, you will never gain it. Never. Any other time you read will have been added to what you have done. And you know academics for memory. The more you repeat the you know what you are reading, the more it retains and accumulates in your brain. Genius are no genius. Everybody is a genius as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It may take somebody one hour to read a particular chapter. It may take another person four hours. So if you know that your brain will take you four hours to read, maybe you have to read it four times to really understand, then you know that you cannot play like the one who can read it once and understand. But both of you, you really you know better than him. It's power and reputation. Joshua won it. So therefore, listen to me. Pray with tears. Number two, where we will stop. Your attitude towards God. Your attitude towards God, that is the book of Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 to 8. Philippians 2, 5 to 8. Now, let's, let me show you something here. I'll do it from verse 5. We'll go to the next verse. Look at this. It says, your attitude should be the same as what? That of Christ. Okay? Now, what he wants to say here is talking about Jesus' attitude to the Father. He says, your attitude should be that of Christ Jesus. How? Number 6. Who... Being in very nature God. Jesus, in his nature, he is God. You know, when he came in the flesh, he left everything of his God up, but he is God. This is the scripture. In very nature, he is God. Now look at what he says here. Did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. Are you getting something here? Whatever position God puts you, don't get too big on it. Humble yourself. You know, in this church, I'm so glad and I'm proud of this church. Really, when the High Commissioner received me on this trip, uh, of Nigeria, received me on this trip, uh, um, that, this week, is this week, he visited me in my hotel, and he spoke, we spoke together for about two hours. Then he, he said he wanted to host mommy and I for a dinner where he, chill, he could introduce uh, the new ministers to us. A dinner in our honor and uh, bringing some investors to grace the occasion so that he wants to introduce them to me. And the, mini, the high commissioner of Nigeria was telling me, he said, Apostle Williams, since I've been in this country, I have been to many places and many people. He said, I have never seen any church like Christ with Tabernacle. Listen to me. He said to me, I have never. He said, I am telling you the truth. He said, so, that is what maybe began to probe into you. He 
He said, then when I did all the research and I found who you are, he said, your members built this embassy for no charge. He said, I walked among them and I wonder, is this the same Christian like other people? Some ministers came to the church in Germany and told pastor, they said that, ah, all of us in Germany know that this is the only place we can get the truth. He said, you know, we, we lie to people here. In Berlin, yes, the pastor said that. He said, we lie to people. He said, if you leave this place you have and you come to the town, all of us will be bankrupt. The day you do that, we are all bankrupt. pastor was telling pastor, he said that. Because we don't preach to hold man, we preach to set man free. Show you the scriptures. So that you can know the scriptures. I want to sit down. You teach me. That's how it is here. You don't need theology to teach the Bible. Theology is just history. It's useless. When anybody reads theology to me, he doesn't know the Bible. He only had some philosophical knowledge. Are we together now? It is the spirit that quickens. Alright? You must remember. Among you, God will raise president of nations. Amen. Politicians have been raised among you. Directors in various places. Chief executives from nothing. When you become chief executive. See, the friends you have in this church are still your friends. If you are the prime minister of England and you are an usher. Before you be a prime minister. You will always remain an usher. Throughout your service. Because the Prime Minister has not changed you at all. You are still the bro we know. How would you get? If God had made you the bishop or archbishop like myself or the apostle in charge of several churches, understand, you are the father of the house. You can never come to a place where you cannot eat with your members. Where you cannot shake hands with your members. Where you become a monster. And your members cannot access you. Jesus being God. Did not. You know use the fact that he is equal to God. And take advantage of it. Have you seen a father who is so rich. And so influential. And who became the, the president of the United Nations. And then he had a different dining room. For himself. Where all his children eat another dinner with his wife. Have you seen that before? If they tell you that happened, what will you think immediately? Psychosomatic. So how could you have a shepherd who cannot eat with his members? I never taught you that. Follow me as I follow Christ. I know where I'm going. Many do not know where they are going. I have contact with the one who made heaven and earth. Many don't. They can tell you stories they are made up and books, you know, what they have read in, in school, in, in seminary. They have no contact with him. If you want to hear God, you do what I'm doing. Jesus Christ was so much with his disciples that when they were going to kill him, they could not identify him because they wear the same clothes, they behave the same way, they eat together, they sleep together on the floor. So to get him, they have to get an insider who pointed him out. They don't know difference. They don't know difference. God living with man 
Though he is God, but did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, to oppress people, to molest people. His friends are still his friends, though he was God. Let me say this to you. Any office you occupy on earth attracts a particular standard of respect by others and honor. Isn't it? If your chairman or your CEO or your director is a member of your church, you respect him as your director, isn't it? Okay? But when you come to church, he will not now behave to you in church like he, your director. Even if you are trying to say, oh, no, uh, sir, please, I would do this. Say, no, that's my own job. Let me do my job here. We are brothers. That is Jesus for you. That is Jesus for you. The position you will attain either spiritually or humanly that you cannot share what you are eating with your member. If Jesus Christ was like that, how would the woman with the issue of blood touch the hem of his mouth? You know, the woman with the issue of blood is worse than a leper. Because if a person, a woman bleeding like that touches a man, he defies that man. Now talk about Nazarene, Christ, a rabbi. He has to go through purification. But because Jesus was among the people, the woman had the opportunity to touch his body. And she was healed. When I was teaching them in cathedral, I began to consider all the general overseers, so-called. President of churches, so-called. Bishops and popes and the rest of them. And I pitied them. I pitied them. No wonder they can't hear from the Father. They can see. Beyond their physical eyes. You have to see. But the way is humility. God gives grace to what? The humble. And resists what? The proud. Let it be in you. Someone told me that he went to a meeting. They called Nigerian politicians, their political party meeting, and the person went just last week. And then when he got there, you know, for one hour, they were singing praises of man. His Excellency, the, uh, you know, Senator, blah, blah, blah. And he was this, he was this, he read from this, he's this, he's that, he's this. And he said, you know, since I came there to come and understand what are the party, what are the intentions of the party, what are, what are the values of the party and stuff like that. But for one hour they were introducing one dignity and another dignity and another dignity, praising empty... <laughs> She got up, she just walked away. And some people just got up and walked away. You know? So, and I, when, we're tell, when they were pointing at me, I said, you see, that's what we are talking about. When you leave Africa, and you come to England, and you lived in England, you are expected to transform the thinking there. Alright? We don't expect you to still be thinking that way the thing there. Our Prime Minister, Radom Bicycle. Thank God for Nigerian President today. This President of Nigeria today, may he live long. May he rule Nigeria for, 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 for. <laughs> I will only not say forever. As long as God will let him. Until he had mopped up the whole nation. 
and brought the enemies of God to their knees. Anybody who planned to kill him will not wake up. Execute the plan. I sent him my allegiance. Because God told me about him before. When people say that he's not going to come in, he comes in. And what God said he will do now next year, you will see. From, from January, maybe. <laughs> the water will be muddied up. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> it will be time for the righteous to go in. Let us recognize we are flesh and blood. Church people must be treated like your family. No matter how anointed you are, it doesn't make you different from us who are not anointed like you. If we make you general overseer or bishop, let me tell you what you are. It says, did not consider equality because unto the graphs, number, number seven, but made himself what? Nothing. You know when somebody gets angry that he was rude to me. And somebody is some people who are even older intimidate the younger ones. Don't you understand old age? The meaning of old age is that just just God just favored you to come before them. You were the same in heaven. Because when you get to heaven, there is no father, there is no mother, there is no the there is only one father is God. We are all spirits with God. And God will say, Okay, you go first. And then you will come out of him. And then you will follow. So if you are older than her and you are the father of her, God will have made her your mother. It is a privilege to be a father to somebody. It doesn't make you more than that person. That's the reason why when you are using your fatherhood or your motherhood, you must also deal with the kids with dignity. That is God for you. You are the husband and she's the wife. God will have made her the husband and made you the woman. Why she respects your husbandhood, you must treat her with dignity. We are nothing. 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 I've seen some people just call somebody, uh, who do you think you are by the way? Don't you see my age? Which age? Compare yourself with the ancient of days. I would hear that now. He considered himself nothing. Now let me say this to you. When you are older than somebody, automatically that age attracts some respect and honor. You don't have to say that. You come here. Don't you know that you have to greet me? If he doesn't greet you, it doesn't matter. He doesn't have to greet you. Do you know whether when he left home that day, there is no tata on yonya, and he just left home, and you know, sad and bamboos and maybe just had bad news. So he may pass and he didn't see. You. If I met people who pass before me, they don't greet me. I blame myself for not greeting them first. Even if I greet you and he didn't answer me, I would just say, "Oh, Lord, help him." Maybe he has problem. He may go and then... Ah, I've seen people I greeted. They didn't hear me. Though they were looking at me. And they walked away. And when they got away, it resonated. Ah, Apostle just greeted me. And they came by. Oh, sir, I didn't... So, I said, I understand. Oh, no, no. I, I'm sorry. I, no, don't be sorry. I'm a human. It happens to me too. 
When you carry load in your mind, sometimes you don't see what is happening around you physically. It's not that you ignore them, but nobody knows what you're going through. So it will be now be more catastrophic if somebody is carrying some load, and because of that, I greeted it in answer, and I took offense from that. I haven't obeyed Jesus. Oh, I decide to keep that, and because of that, I begin to act against him. Who is guilty before God? God knows that the guy had problem. Sincerely, he's still talking with God. God will now wonder that, could I not have just common sense from this scripture? I must not hear from you, neither should go hear from any one of you too, for your life. This statement, a whole me. You are not whole. You are not whole. You are a part of the body of Christ. Just a ligament. You know, when you have the word a whole me, what comes next is the devil. And I will arise, Isaiah 14, and I will build my tent above the whole stars. Not a whole you. You know, you have to live with people with the knowledge that you can also be them. As nothing. For honor, the more a person humbles himself, the more people honor him. Yes? Have you seen me before on the road and I see you, I ignored you? It can't happen. It can't happen. I was going, actually, it's a good joke. I was going with uh, Dickin Charles. We went to um, the Wooly Arsenal. You know, we have an advert in that station. So we went to look at the advert so that we can do some communication about it. And when we are coming back, as you are coming, a woman just started walking towards us. Then she ran. So when she got close, she said, Is that Apostle Williams? I said, Yes, it's me. He said, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> was looking. He, she was making loud noise. In the square. She said, we know you. You are different from all of them. <laughs> she said, I don't come to your church, but I'm your member. <laughs> she said, Apostle, all the years you have been preaching, you teach us the truth. You never lie. He said, I have come to your church, and I go to my church. But you never lie. <laughs> That she was making noise, demonstrating the whole place. Another man saw what is going on. The man came close and said, What's happening here? Oh, Apostle Williams, is it you? I said, I am the one. Pastor, I mean, Dickin Charles was just looking. And they began to talk. He said, Ah, that is what I'm saying too. This man, if we have two of him in England. I... So I was standing, <laughs> whether to be embarrassed, whether to be amalarized, I don't know. They were all talking. The whole place was in <laughs> And the woman said, if you are a bad man, I will have said it here. <laughs> you know, there are some people who are just, you know, she doesn't care anything. To, she has nothing to lose. <laughs> he said, well, you are a good man. I said, that is very good. I said, you to follow my footsteps. <laughs> As they follow my footsteps. 
Beloved, the way up is the way down. The Bible says, He who descended to the lowest region, for Jesus to be exalted to the highest place, he went to the lowest region that man did not reach in hell. And see, he ascended to the highest place. And said, And God bestowed upon him a name that is above all names. If you are still dealing, struggling with pride, today is taken out of you. He said, Be made in human likeness. Did you see that? He made himself nothing, taking the very nature of the servant. Being made in what? Human likeness. So the more God blesses you, the more you serve humanity. The richer you become, you look for somebody who you knew before, who had not gotten up to use your money to raise him up. You have a lot of knowledge. You can't use everything. Sell, give some out as a gift. That look. You can do this and you can make it. Set him up if you have the money. Help him run. And when he's firm, let him continue with his life. God watches you when you do that. He records it against you. The church of God should not be a place of division, anger, and malice. It is the place of Satan that should be that. People of God, you must emulate Christ and put on the likeness of his son. Shall we stand up together? I want to pray with you. Before I pray with you, I want to pray for yourself. We're going to pray that the Lord should strengthen us. The Lord should empower us to be able to emulate him in everything. Shall we begin to pray in the name of Jesus? Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. Tell the Lord, empower me to behave like you. Empower me to pray like you. Empower me, O oh God. Tell the Lord. Empower me to, to pray like you. To behave like you. Help me to be humble before you. What God has as a plan for all of you is interesting. But we can access God's plan by emulating him. Tell the Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy. Jesus, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Empower me, Lord, to live the life that you have just spoken about. That I may humble myself before you. Whatever position you give me, I will worship God with it. The money you give me, I will worship you. I will help other people. I will not use my office to intimidate others. Lord, help me, 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 help me. Tell the Lord to help you. Tell the Lord, help me, help me, help me, direct me, protect me, direct me, protect me. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Tell the Lord to help you to be faithful to Him, to be truthful in everything that you do. Father, help me, O God. Help me, O God. Help me, O God. Pray for your children. Pray for your friends. Pray for your husband if you have one. Pray for your wife if you have one. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. My God and my King. Begin to tell God, open my ears that I may hear your audible voice. Let me encounter you in a deeper dimension. Use me in this time. 
Use me, O God. Use me, O God. Use me, O God. Change me, Lord Jesus. Tell God, change me inside out. Change me within these mighty days. Change me completely. Transform my life, O God. Tell the Lord to transform you. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. I want to walk like Jesus. I want to pray like Jesus. I want to know like Jesus. The Bible says how Jesus made a loud crown to God. I want to worship God like Jesus. Tell the Lord, let my heart be circumcised. Let my mind be transformed. Jehovah, Father, we pray thee, we pray thee, we pray thee, we pray thee. We pray thee, Lord, we pray thee, Lord, we pray thee, Lord, we pray thee. Tell the Lord, strengthen my body, arm me with strength and power. And may use me at this age I am to reach the world around me in power. Thank God, as you move next year, Lord, visit me too. Use me too. Use every part of me. Father, we pray thee. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' holy name we pray. You know, when I was leading the prayer in the morning, the Lord told me when I asked the church to pray just for power, the Lord told me to tell the church to pray something also. He said, that is good, but this is better. And what God said, I should tell you, church, is this, that the 90 days that you have declared in this house, Empower me and enable me that I will not miss it. That anything that will take me away from me, don't let it happen to me. That in these 90 days, establish me in the things that you are saying. Enable me to do it religiously and let me encounter you. Lift up your voice and ask God. These 90 days, you will encounter God. Father, whatever can take me out of these 90 days, Father, don't let it happen to me. Empower me, O God, to be faithful to you in everything that you are teaching me. Everything that we are doing for these 90 days. Tell the Lord, in 90 days, God will visit you. Everything you are teaching us, help me to obey, help me to do it. Everything you are teaching us, help me to follow. Tell the Lord, in these 90 days, O God. My God and my King, tell God, give me the strength for the 90 days and beyond. Give me the faithfulness. Give me the commitment for the 90 days and beyond. Jehovah, 
Sending my body, sending my soul, sending my spirit for these 90 days, oh God. Tell the Lord, turn me to another man. Don't let them tell me the story about this. I, I will participate throughout. Satan will not take me out of it. Man will not discourage me out of it. I will go from strength to strength in these 90 days. From power to power. Yendabosakadodai. Hey, Father, heaven will rejoice over me. And your name shall be glorified. Thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. I speak over you. The, the garments of laziness that God has taken away from you will never come back. The garment of sickness and weariness that God has taken away from you will never come back. The garment of sorrow that God has taken away from you in this minute will never come back. The garment of despair that God has taken away from you, it shall never come back. The garment of righteousness with which you have been clothed shall remain upon you. The garment of joy that which you have received shall remain upon you. The garment of exuberance in God which you have received shall remain upon you. The garment of power that you have received shall remain upon you. The garment of vision you have received shall remain upon you. The garment of tongues and interpretation you have received shall remain upon you. The garment of glory that you have received shall remain upon you. The garment of victory you have received will remain upon you. The garment of healing that you have received, it shall remain upon you. The Lord will surround you with His glory. He will surround you with His power. He will surround you with His fire. The kingdom of hell will not prevail over you. You will fulfill everything that God has written concerning you. So shall it be for you. And so it is. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me say something to you. Something has erupted over your life. I have not been able to sleep throughout the night because of you. I went to bed to try to sleep. I couldn't. I told mommy I have to get up. God wants to speak to me. She said that, but you are going to service tomorrow. I said, no, I get up. On Wednesday, I, I had to submit my project in my law LLM course. I walked till 4 a.m.